0: fill-in host and producer Kyle Madsen (laughs) here along with Emmy winner Jim Cozumore.
1: (laughs) Three-time Emmy (laughs) Emmy. winner. Six-time Olympian and three-time Emmy winner. That's how I like to be introduced.
0: Do you you get the Olympic rings tattoo? Yeah, I I should. If my career takes me to where I do that at some point, I would absolutely do it.
1: Now back to 95.7 The
0: Game. The, The... Commercial break conversation today. It's podcast podcast worthy. Has just been, it's, are you familiar with the movie Dodgeball? Oh. Ben Stiller and Rip Torn, RIP? Dodge. And uh, Vince Vaughn. Dodge, uh,
1: dip, duck, dive, and dodge.
0: Yep, that's it. The five D's of Dodgeball. And Hank Azaria. I use that line, by the Hank way. Hank Azaria, weirdly, is young, Patch Sohoulahan. Sorry. I yes,
1: I used that. Um, I used that on an Olympic curling match. Oh, of course did. you did. I did. So, and I can't remember why I used it, but it fit. And people laughed.
0: So this is, the the commercial breaks today in studio have been like ESPN 8 the Ocho, where we're just going through <laughs> <laughs> talking cornhole and and uh, lower division Dude, former, soccer.
1: Former 49er great Vernon Davis is cornholing right now. Yeah, of course he is. Look he at him. looks great, by the way. <laughs> huh. He does look fit. Yeah, he does. By he, the way, Vernon, one of the sweetest guys in the world.
0: The nicest. Seriously. Super nice. He, he's involved with USA Curling, right?
1: I, I think you might be right. I think there's something he in is, there. He is
0: or he was. Yeah, he is. Okay. Ster, uh, Sterling in the back gave me a thumbs up. But Well done, Sterling. Um, you you divulge to me yes. that you have not just an English soccer, English football loyalty, mm-hmm. but they have a name that dates back like, Hundreds of a years? Century,
1: a century plus Okay, go on for boys. the team known as Sheffield Wednesday. There are two Sheffield teams. There's Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday. And the story behind Wednesday's team is they were a group over 100 years ago. They were a group who worked in this town of Sheffield, and they all wanted to play football. And the only day they didn't work was Wednesday. So the only day they could all get together the same time to play, to have a kickabout, was on Wednesday. So they developed a side and they call them so they're from sheffield so that's the name sheffield Mm -hmm. and we, we play on wednesdays so sheffield wednesday was the name of that team and it has remained that for over a century so as a result just because of who they are and how they name themselves and how they're just a group of blue collar you know work about guys i root for that team
0: Do you have to have, like, a special TV package to watch?
1: I know you kind of (laughs) do. Or or you talk to, like, a a young person today, which would be 16 or younger, and they'll find some German website that you could log into and watch anything on the planet. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, So you'll watch a little bit of that. The stream's gone. she, uh, Sheffield Force and, and uh our Sheffield Wednesday and Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, I kind of root for them because of the story of uh, not, of uh, Robin Hood.
0: Right. And they got promoted to the Premier League.
1: So they had they called the 100 million dollar game or 100 million pound game. So the way you get moved up to I the am Premier League. I'm fascinated by this. So there are 20 teams that are in the Premier League and and maybe someone can help us at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The 20 teams are in the Premier League, but right. every year, three teams get relegated to championship. They right. get kicked out, and the three top teams move up. Basically, you get booted down if, yes. if to AAA, yeah. and the top three AAA teams move, move up. up. Okay, Great explanation. So the top two teams go up, and then the third and fourth place teams, it's my understanding, have a play-in game. The winner of that game gets to make it in, and they call that the 100-million-pound game because... Your organization will be worth a hundred million pounds more if you make it into wow. the Premier League. That's how much more in partnership, sponsorship, television money, in gate money. That's how much your world changes. And so today was the game, and uh, Nottingham Forest was a winner. Yeah, Nottingham
0: Forest knocks off Huddersfield one oh. nothing in the promotion playoffs. Incredible stuff from Nottingham Forest. I, I would want to go to one. They swung an upset here because they were number four. Yeah, see in uh, in
1: the championship. So look at that. I would. Those are the types of events I want to go to. I'm coming close to retirement, so maybe that's what I'll start. You're going to travel
0: around and check off sports bucket list. Things? That's
1: that's actually my goal: is to see the world through sporting eyes.
0: You should podcast that.
1: It's not a bad idea. I'd be in. Yeah, because I would go to Australia. I would go to the Aussie Rules final. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, pick your country and whatever fabulous sport they have. You know, there's a sport called hurling. I believe it's either Scotland or Ireland, where they have this wooden paddle well, I and a, a lot ball. My 20s. And phew, yeah, I know exactly. Um, but it's I want to go and see that. I want to see what I. And by the way, I don't just want to go get a ticket, go to the game. I want to be in the town mm-hmm. that week. I want to drink in the pub beforehand. I want to talk to the fan. I want to walk that walk right. up to the to the stadium right. that day. To see what it's like. You want to immerse yourself in the culture of sport. Yes. That's what I want yeah. to do. For New Zealand, it would be, clearly, you'd go to see the All Blacks. Right. You'd see rugby at the highest level with the longtime fan and wear the wear the uniform. You right. know, do the whole thing. So that's kind of my goal in the future is I want to see the world through sporting eyes. I love that. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. And to podcast, it would be pretty interesting. Yeah. I and mean, maybe you don't want to work if you're retired. Yeah, but it you might just... be a great hobby. <laughs> you know, it might be a great hobby. You do need a hobby. Yeah, I know. I've Got an idea for a uh, for a barbecue show as well. Oh, yeah, an idea for a sports-related barbecue show.
0: Not Elevate Your Tailgate.
1: No, but I have participated <laughs> in Elevate. I was considered. I won the the prize. Oh, did you? As the uh, best, hey. as the best elevator wow, of tailgating. When, man, when Butcher that's, Boys uh, that's big time. surprised me in yeah, my no, home. That's big time. Thank yeah. you, yeah. thank you, Sales Drop Department crowned me. Mm-hmm. As the number one tailgater. Wow. Oh, It was great. It was fun. Where does that rank
0: among Right Emmys? there with the Emmys. Okay, good. <laughs> with the Emmys, with the
1: Olympic appearances, and the Elevate Your Tailgate. I would say that's the bronze of the three. <laughs> that's the bronze medal winner.
0: We talked last segment a little bit about Jimmy Garoppolo and, and how it just, he's, I think any report that he's going to be with the 49ers is probably, um, probably incorrect at this point because okay. all signs are pointing to him uh can not, I ask you a question Not being with the club, who
1: do you want Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker mayfield? Oh Jimmy seriously, yeah, wow, yeah, wow, wow, really yeah, interesting. I'm just why is that? uh you want a guy I'm, who can throw down field? I'm Baker mayfield I'm
0: pretty unimpressed with with Baker playing after. with an
1: injured wing last year, not so bad
0: yeah so did and so did Garoppolo. I think I just trust Garoppolo more in. I think Baker's more talented, but I think I just trust Jimmy Moore to 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 guide a team in a way that I don't I don't think Baker's can. You just
1: got done crushing the guy.
0: Yeah, no, but Baker okay, but for example, Baker doesn't handle last year and Trey Lance coming in the way Jimmy did.
1: But he wouldn't have had to. I thought Baker Mayfield was a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Baker Mayfield, if he wasn't hurt, I wouldn't sign Baker Mayfield though. So right now, if you're Seattle and Cleveland cuts Baker Mayfield and the 49ers release Jimmy Garoppolo, who are you signing?
0: Oh, I'm running Seattle, or do what? What? What do I think Seattle would do?
1: You're running Seattle.
0: Oh, I, you know what? If I Seattle specifically,
1: yeah, because it's in I'm the division. Taking,
0: I'm taking. I'm taking Baker because mm-hmm. because he's a better quarterback. Well, and. He is in a vacuum better, and I'm talking myself in knots here. That's what my, sports do. I like here's that, my, though. No, Here's my actual answer. It depends. Because if I'm, if I'm a team like Seattle mm-hmm. that just, you know what, I'm rebuilding at the end of the day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I will take Baker because he's younger, and let's see what happens. But if I'm a team that my starting quarterback gets hurt and Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent, and I have a team that I'm like, man, you know what? Pittsburgh, for example, if Jimmy becomes a free agent and Mitchell Trubisky is just not very good and Kenny Pickett's not very good and they're like, Man, you know what? We think we need a a, a better veteran quarterback in here. I'm taking Jimmy over Baker if I'm if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh.
1: Let me complicate the equation. Because there's gonna be another quarterback who's gonna be out there and you have to make your choice of the three. Oh God. Whether it's Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold.
0: Sam Darnold's last.
1: Okay. No matter what. Sam Darnold's yes, last. He's okay.
0: Not a good quarterback. All right. That's fair. I'm out on Sam Darnold.
1: I am too. I am too. Yeah, I
0: just if I if I if I'm a quarterback that just needs a veteran like game manager, like it's going to be run the ball, play defense. I I'll, I'll take Jimmy. But if I'm a team that's like, hey, I need a I need a shot on a guy with a higher ceiling. I'll take Baker. Okay. But you know what you're getting with Jimmy, and I think he's a better dude.
1: You're getting a steady Eddie at the helm.
0: Yeah, but like a replacement level steady Eddie.
1: You don't think – see, because this is my nope, fear. that's the end of the sentence.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you Here's my situation. Yeah. There's going to be a team that is going to be right at the deadline where you can acquire a guy. Yeah. And they're going to lose their quarterback. Or they're going to want to have another guy in the ready. I think it's
0: Carolina. You Sorry, do? keep
1: going. No, that's – you think – so that's the team that you think – they sit back and they're going to be because I think Carolina is going to stink. Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to stink. I'm talking about a team that's on the cusp, that's right mm. there. Then maybe they lose their quarterback or he gets dinged up, and you're like, I better have a guy ready. I can't have Nate Sudfeld as my backup. <laughs> sure. Right. It's not going to be the 49ers. And I'm I. That's my fear that the Niners are going to be giving up that guy who could be there for them, and he, and he's going to end up on that team. He's going to be able to help them win a playoff game. He's going to be able to help them win a big game during the season. He can be the guy who comes in for Lamar Jackson and wins two games, and Lamar Jackson finally gets healthy because he's going to get hurt. So, okay, so that very specific example,
0: I yeah. don't think, I don't think the Ravens' offense is built for. Get it?
1: I get it. Right. Completely but, different skill sets. Right. I get
0: it. But like I said, a team like a team like Pittsburgh where all you need to do is be better than Ben Roethlisberger was last year, like, Jimmy could do that. I think Pittsburgh would be really good if they had Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Ben threw it down the field. When Pittsburgh was at not, the height of their powers. Not, not last year. Right, that's what I mean. But they weren't at the height of their powers last year.
0: No, 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 no. And, and I just meant what the version of Ben Roethlisberger last year, that, Pittsburgh made the playoffs.
1: Nah, that was a joke.
0: Pittsburgh made the playoffs. That was a joke. But they did. If, if they have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is better, than ben Ro- better now than Ben Roethlisberger was last year, Pittsburgh is a is a significantly better team. Okay, I think.
1: All right, that's interesting.
0: Scott and Hayward wants to weigh in on the Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Scott, you're on with Kyle Madsen and Emmy winner Jim Cosmore. What's up? <laughs> hey,
2: so uh, you know, for one, I think I think your spot on. Jimmy is a steadier hand. He's a a more mature player. I think the locker room is better for his presence wherever he plays, whether he's a starter or a backup. Jimmy Garoppolo is a a lunchbox quarterback who's not going to be a distraction. I don't think you could say any about any of that about Baker Mayfield. Uh, when it comes to that question, you just asked a good one about what do you do if you're Seattle? If I'm Seattle GM, I run out Locke or Geno Smith and suck as badly as I can to get Stroud <laughs> or, <a>
0: great point. <laughs> or one
2: of the really talented quarterbacks coming out next year and just roll with that. If you're rebuilding and Baker Mayfield might win you two or three too many games. Uh, not that he's going to be great and take you to the playoffs, but he's going to win just enough to hurt you and lose just enough mm. to not help you. So I- I'm not sure what to do with Baker Mayfield if I'm an NFL team. Maybe if you can get him on the cheap as a backup or as an injury replacement. But if I'm a GM and I'm trying to win, I'm bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo all day. It's not a, a difficult choice. I think mm. Mayfield might have a little bit better arm talent, but the guy's a, a-, a dollar shoulder with a 10-cent head. He just he can't stay off social Man. media. He might have got himself kicked off the Browns with that woe is me, goodbye, cruel world treat, uh, tweet before when the, when the Browns were just talking to, uh, to their shiny new quarterback who might get suspended for half the year. But, yeah, I think he's, he's kind of poisoned for a team. So go go Jimmy G. I hope he gets a good gig somewhere.
1: Thanks, right Scott. Ahead. Thanks, man. We appreciate it.
0: That's the other thing. Okay, I, th- I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the future for the 49ers. I mean, he's obviously not, and the team doesn't think he is. But I'm rooting for the guy. I don't hate him.
1: Okay, that's a great point.
0: I just don't think he's he's the guy for the— Yeah, the way he handled last year was like A+. Like, I'm a a fan of his. I don't think that he's the Super Bowl winning quarterback for the
1: 49ers. He's dreamy. He was upstanding. He answered questions. It was an interesting end-of-season press conference. It was his goodbye to the Bay. I think we do love him, and we wish him well. There are some markets that don't feel the same way about their dreamy quarterbacks. That's true. You know, like in Chicago, they want Mitchell Trubisky to fail miserably with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which I don't understand why. That's fascinating. I don't understand why that is. What a strange dynamic. It's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable to me. They came a field goal away from getting to the NFC title game. And possibly into the Super Bowl because they were a pretty darn good defense. Yeah, it's a very good defense. And the Eagles go on to win the Super Bowl, and you had them beat. Now, I don't know if you would have beat uh, the Patriots that year, but th- I don't understand some fan bases. I am. I was born in that city. Did Mitchell and I'm Trubisky a fan.
0: like say some stuff on the no. way out? He was he disparaging in any no. way?
1: No. No, he is as. Dreamy and upstanding I don't know as he's Jimmy dreamy. Garoppolo he's got kind of a weird,
0: is. I think he's a handsome he's man. A we- he, he is, is a handsome ugly, man. He's I would not mind weird chin looking thing. like him. You got a weird chin. You're you're better looking than he is. And Come on.
1: and when he they played on Halloween, he came dressed as Coach Dicka. He came in with the, the Bears vest. That's a great point. He, he came did. in. There's another one. Yeah. So you got to give the guy that is. But in Chicago, they want him to fail miserably. They laughed when Pittsburgh drafted Pickett in the first round. And they said, they're telling you, Trubisky, he's awful. I'm sick of it. You know what? That's what I like about a Niner fan. You want number 10 to go off and have a nice career the rest of the way.
0: I'm sure there are Niner fans that don't, but I don't know, I don't know how you have ill will toward Jimmy the person at this point. Like, was he a great quarterback? No, but did he handle last year as well as he could have? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what's more likely, do you think? Jimmy Garoppolo plays again for the 49ers mm-hmm. this year. Or Debo Samuel suits up for a different team this year.
1: Uh, of those two options, Jimmy Garoppolo plays for the 49ers this year. Debo Samuel's a 49er. Yes. He's not going anywhere. Yes, I'm. Debo Samuel you. is thank going you. to be a 49er. Here's let me. And I don't know if you guys want to know this stuff sometimes, or if you shouldn't be told it because that way it takes the angst away. Part of being a fan is the angst. But yes. You know, guys stripping social media and taking all the pictures off of the 49ers and the yeah. reference to the 49ers is what Kyler Murray did with the <laughs> Cardinals. That's today's, hey, I Talk, call my agent and tell them I'm not happy. That's what today's version is. And then we, in what is traditional media, look at social media and think it's a story. I'm sorry. Debo Samuel is going to be a 49er as long as they can possibly keep him, barring injury- Or him just getting too dang old. He's never going anywhere. He is the single most unique guy in the National Football League. Just as Kyle Shanahan took a fifth round tight end and made him the seventh best player in the game, he took a wide receiver in the second round. Mm -hmm. Debo's a second Mm -hmm. round guy and made him the single most unique offensive player in the National Football League. Thus, he should be in the top 15. Of players in the NFL right now when they come out with their top 100. He better mm-hmm. be in the top 15. No, he will be. And there you go. Maybe he's in the top 10. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah. They're keeping him.
0: I Yes.
1: Right. Unless, I wish we had any, a better discussion, but that's over. Right.
0: Well, no, if it, right. And that's, so that's just it is when the Jets at number 10 made their pick, instead of saying, we have a trade, it was over. Yep. Because no, that, that showed, and the Jets' offer for Debo was not very high. It, the Lions made an offer that was similarly weak. Yep. And I just don't think that the market for Debo Samuel, the trade market, was what Debo thought it was going to be.
1: And, I don't think he ever wanted to go. I think he just wants his chicken. Yeah. He I wants th- his no, bag.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's part of it. But also, if there was a team that was going to trade for him, like, I think, he was, I think he was genuinely upset and wanted yeah, to he can I think be as upset as he paid, wants to be. Right. But the Niners have all the leverage in this spot. And there's not going to be a team between now and training camp that's going to offer them all the picks they would need to be willing to give up Samuel. And he's not, because like you said, he wants to get paid.
1: Everybody does. 49ers are the victims of their own brilliance. They created the situation with the tight end. And when George Kittle said, I don't want to be paid like the tight end, I'm not a tight end. Mm-hmm. I'm a hybrid. I'm a wide receiver tight end. I can block and own guys, but I catch passes and run down the field like some receivers do. So you better find a new area to pay me. Yeah. Don't make me the $9.5 million tight end. I right. not, might not be the $18 million wide receiver, but there's a nice wide chasm that we better come to, and they did. You know what's nuts? is that, and I heard somebody talking about this the
0: other day, and I wish I could remember who it was so I could give them credit, but just know this is not a Kyle original. Why are tight ends paid less than receivers? Why are the top tight ends paid less than receivers?
1: Because um,
0: George Kittle effectively operates, at least operated, not, not so much now with Debo playing at the level that he is, but he was our number one option. Travis Kelsey was the Chiefs' number one option. Right. And they block. Mm-hmm. Why... I'm fascinated by why those numbers, like when George Kittle comes to the table and says, I want to be paid like a top wide receiver, well, that's...
1: I think because well, there's, an, there's an old school system of positional payment. Mm-hmm. Left tackles get paid more than right tackles. Right. You know, is that always, should that always be the case? You can have the argument and the discussion. And when you decided to change the way you use that position, the, pick your team, Jacksonville Jaguars don't use the tight end the same way. But if I say I'm paying my tight end 15 million, well then their tight end who has a career year says, "Well, wait a minute. Tight ends are getting 15 million. I got to get that." I think you are positionally paid. I'm going to I'm going to cross the streams, Ray. I'm going into baseball. In major league baseball, the union is so powerful that if Kyle Madsen is a second baseman and Kyle Madsen is from the Bay Area and the Oakland Athletics offer him million a year to come and play. And you're like, that is great. I'm coming back home. This is fantastic. But the Cleveland Guardians offer you $11 million. You go, you know what? I'm from the Bay. I'm going to go home. I want to be by my family. My wife's Mm -hmm. from here. This is perfect. The union says, no, 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 no. Your job isn't to go home. Your job is to reset the market for every second baseman in Major League Baseball. You'll be playing in Cleveland for the next five years. And Kyle Madsen, dutiful union member, goes to Cleveland. Even though your family wants to go to the Bay. That's the strength of the union in that sport. You are positionally supposed to change the right. structure of what you make, right. and it's unfortunate. That's my view. It's unfortunate. So that your question about tight ends: Why aren't they paid more? Because I think positionally, somehow, wide receivers marketed themselves into a greater pay structure.
0: Right. Well, and and because receivers, tight ends, only very recently became such active hundred-yard guys. Of the pa- right. Exactly. Active members of the passing game. Yep. I'm interested to see if that dynamic shifts a little bit as you start to get tight ends who are catching 80, 90, hundred balls yeah. a year while also operating as uh, as dominant blockers. In
1: the and, and to be honest, we're spoiled. We see Kittle. We're spoiled. That's
0: very right. true.
1: So we see him, and you're like, oh, why isn't uh, pick your tight end from some other team? You know, you well, could there's, say, no,
0: there's no there's no tight end in the league that's blocking like he is while also pass catching like he
1: does. The two best are Kittle and Kelsey. Yes, the two best. With all due respect
0: to Darren Waller, who's also very
1: good. Oh, by the way, that's a great call. You know what, though? Those are the three names that you can all throw out there and say they're all great. Mm-hmm. And Waller's story, if you know his backstory, that's reason alone to root for the guy to be fabulous. Yeah. So good yeah. on him. But those are the big three. And they do get paid differently that's true. than the good typical point. tight end.
0: All right. 888-957-9570. Gabriel's in Fairfield. He wants to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. We will get to him. On the other side, on the other side as well, Heat Celtics tonight. Who are you rooting for if you're the Warriors? And um, where this Warriors team ranks among NBA champions over the last 20 years. We'll talk about that on the other side. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Jim Cozumore. We're 95.7 The Game.
1: 95-7, the game.
0: I can't believe we've been doing this since noon, and I've not gotten to Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham.
1: We got to get into that. We have
0: to. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Jim Cozumore. Thanks so much for rocking with us today. We're taking you right up to three o'clock. Uh, we'll get into the Warriors being back in the NBA Finals. We will talk about that. Uh, we don't know who their opponent is yet. Heat-Celtics game seven is tonight. Uh, we'll sprinkle that in as well, but this Jock Peterson Tommy Fam story, Yo Fam, has Hey Fam has has taken over my life. Has it really? Because I have never been more fascinated by the twists and turns of a story that ultimately, and the reason it's fascinating is because ultimately a lot of it is inconsequential. Sure. The 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 new breaking developments are not like devastating.
1: <laughs> it's it's a story it's about fantasy.
0: Genuinely football. funny.
1: It is. And I've so, got a I've got a hot take on it.
0: I love it. Okay, so if you missed it, the the cliff notes version is uh Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson were in a fantasy football league together. Jock Peterson sent some texts in that fantasy football league um and there was a discrepancy over a player's injury status and Tommy Pham walked up to Jock Peterson pregame the other day and slapped him. And wasn't there Tom an interchange
1: family. that happened? Or do you just walk up and slap?
0: Uh there was they they, they there was a brief interchange yeah. and then an exchange. The slap I
1: guess you could call it an exchange.
0: Um, there was a brief exchange, slap happens, Tommy Fam suspended
1: for three games. That's it. I don't think Cliff's Notes does it justice though. Okay. Because this isn't just any ordinary fantasy football league. No. This is a high stakes big money. So much so that Tommy Pham took the time to tell everybody how many markers he's got in Vegas because he's a high roller. He goes to many different casinos, and he's got markers all over Vegas because I'm a big deal in Vegas. Must be nice. The loser in that league has to pay double. So the last place guy in the league, and this is a league of Major League Baseball players. Right. So it's not like you and me are in the $100 league. Right. Okay? Big money. So that's why I think it's important that we add to the fact there was a discrepancy, and they weren't playing for chump change. It wasn't right. meal money that day.
0: Right. Okay. The funniest part about all this, though, is Tommy Pham was like, he said disrespectful stuff about the Padres. Tommy Pham played for the Padres at the time. Jock Peterson, of course, was with the Braves. Um, he said, he said disrespectful stuff about the Padres, da 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 So Jock Peterson comes with receipts, and it turns out he sent a GIF of like three weightlifters, yes. one with the Dodgers logo on it, one with the Giants logo, and one with the Padres logo. And the Padres weightlifter crumbles under yeah. the weight. Tommy funny. Took, took that, stored it away in his heart, that GIF, <laughs> waited for eight months. Yep. September nine, three, eight months. First time he saw Jock Peterson walked up to him. And slapped him in the face because of this gif. Yeah. And because of Jeff Wilson Jr.'s injury status and the rules in their high-stakes fantasy league. You know, I think
1: it's unique. It is ext- It is very uniquely 2022. It very much is. But it tells me that these high-stakes players are like any other league. I've seen leagues where guys get pretty heated about stashing guys on the injured list. Oh, yeah. Or stashing guys on your... Roster and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I was in before they were before we put the leagues together on the internet, mm-hmm. and there was a commissioner and everyone had their drafts. Right. I was in the commissioner's house watching football when the phone rang and someone said, "Hey, I want to pick up the tight end from the Falcons." And he goes, "Nope, already picked up." Sorry. He hung up the phone. Said, "Who picked him up?" He goes, "I just did." So I've I've been oh, in leagues wow. where things are pretty essy.
2: Okay. Yikes.
1: So. I've seen it get pretty ugly when it comes to the fantasy game. I don't. I, I think that's today's humanity. That high-stakes players, professional athletes who compete at the highest level, they're going to compete in this as well. And you know what? The guy was pretty unhappy, and so he gave him a slapping. That's just
0: crazy yeah, to I me. Yeah, I know. I know. And to be like, I, I need. I, I. I said this. I said this yesterday, and I'll, I'll say it again. I have $100 for the reporter mm-hmm. that gets Tommy Pham to describe the gif that made him mad. He's like, Well, I was really mad because it was these weightlifters, right? And
1: <laughs> that was weak. Yeah. So, and what's, but what's, is there anything wrong with the exchange? That, anything wrong with this whole story so far?
0: Yeah. The fact that Tommy Pham physically assaulted somebody, slapped somebody. I don't want to say physically, that's dramatic. It is. He slapped somebody. Yeah. Because, so. because, he didn't know the rules in his fantasy league and because jock peterson and there were several padres in this group chat that jock knows Mm -hmm. he sent that gif and he explained the padres were a really good team and they missed the playoffs yeah so i i sent this
1: gif. yeah and you know what guys rib each other right and tommy fam's
0: like i don't know you well. jock read the text messages he said i don't know you well enough to make those jokes it's like it wasn't for you tommy
1: It was for other – I just – I didn't think
0: Jock did anything wrong here.
1: I don't think anyone did anything wrong. I think there's only one – You're pro-slap, even. I'm pro the entire exchange. Wow. I think the only failure in this entire storyline is that Major League Baseball decided to suspend a guy for three games. Major League Baseball called the team and said, We highly suggest Tommy Pham does not be put into the lineup tonight. While they investigated the slap. Here's the investigation – A bunch of idiots with a lot of money were playing fantasy football. Two of the idiots didn't like each other. One of them slapped the other one. That's it. It had nothing to do with Major League Baseball. They happened to play baseball. If it was two accountants in a high-stakes accountant Fantasy Football League, somebody got slapped. Arthur Anderson isn't going to suspend the guy for three days. (laughs) Sorry. Major League Baseball, get your nose out of the business, and let's get back to playing baseball. That's my view of this I whole thing. I want to know
0: what precedent they pulled from to pick three games. Exactly. Is it just is that in the rule book? Like, if a player hits another player uh, before a game with an open hand,
1: open <laughs> hand slap. That's what like the NBA. That's the NBA fight thing too. Was it an open hand? Was it a fist? Did he yeah. punch him? Did he right. slap him? Did he punch him? Oh, shut up! Uh, you know what? I don't have a problem with Tommy Pham doing what he did. He's an idiot.
2: Josh Peterson
1: is an idiot. I don't care. It's a bunch of people playing fantasy football. I am all think, for solving it themselves.
0: Do you think Major League Baseball is super thrilled that their players are out here publicly being like, we play in seven-figure fantasy leagues? I
1: know, I know. Like, there's no way they love that. Hey, connect them with the common man. Yeah. And by the way, I don't begrudge anyone from being wealthy. I think you. I think it's yeah, great. We no, should all I, aspire th- to be wealthy. This has nothing to
0: do with that. No. This has nothing to do with, yeah. with that. It's... <laughs> uh, um. Chris Chris uh Long Chris Long. Yes. Former defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh he tweeted out a screenshot of Jock with his I think it's a Warriors like dad hat like on his head I and his it. hair's all disheveled and he's got a backpack on and he's got his phone like this showing reporters the gif <laughs> showing them the receipts. And he's like this is the most relatable athlete ever. The hat <laughs> situation, the hair situation, the backpack and the phone just showing off his his dank
1: memes. See? I'm all for it, dude. It's very uh very relatable. All I'm saying is I don't think sports leagues should be charged with uh, adjudicating anybody's personal situation. I mean that across the board. And yeah. that's a controversial I thing think, to say. So,
0: so I don't think it's a personal situation. I think it's that they were in their MLB uniforms on a field before a game and a slap out, Like, that's the pro- that You can't. You can't do that.
1: Can't do that. All right, bring him but in if, and say, "You if, know what? You can't do that. You're right, an idiot."
0: Right. But okay. If, no if, more. But if Tommy Pham ro- rolls up to Jock Peterson at a restaurant down the street in the
1: what about the... parking lot? What about you're in the players lot? Ooh. I don't
0: you're know. on the you're on the grounds. Yeah, but are ooh are there fans around? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Did you get screenshot? Did it
1: get... Was it on video? Is it on the gram? <laughs> the
0: it's on TikTok but not on Instagram. Exactly. That's two games. See,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's it on IG now. It's four. That's hilarious. The that's just my view of this thing. I think leagues listen. Let you know frontier justice take its course. You know they weren't wailing away at one another. One guy went up and slapped the other guy. You know how you know how Jock must have known he
0: earned it a little bit is because he didn't do anything. He uh, yeah he didn't face. return yeah he, he didn't got slapped return. in the face and was like
1: the hell dude no no Gabe Kapler said I was proud that Jock didn't retaliate remember yeah the all the Almighty Gabe Kapler gave his blessing that see my guy didn't uh, retaliate no you might be right maybe he did do something wrong he's like yeah you that he a was slapping. in
0: such shock that he got smacked in the face. was he the Chris so Rock
2: yeah. <laughs> of this scenario oh
0: wow, dude right uh no I I so I was trying to if if somebody that I didn't know that well. Tommy Pham
1: just slapped the
0: S out of me. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, if there's somebody that I didn't know that well, mm-hmm. that we played fantasy football together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and remember, this happened in September.
1: Yeah.
0: They rolled up to me and smacked me in the face. I'm not sure I would retaliate either because it would be such a like, what? Mm-hmm. like What is this? I've probably forgotten about that exchange. Yeah. Because Tommy Pham later dropped out of that league. Hmm. So he'd probably forgotten about it. Yeah. And he gets smacked in the face. Nah, that's that's also a uniquely baseball thing. You think? That's a unique to baseball thing where a guy celebrates against you in May last year, but you don't see him again oh, until got July of the next season. You know what? You're still throwing and inside on that guy. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're absolutely right. You're giving him some chin That's music. baseball only. I agree. It's very unique to their game. I do think it probably happens in other sports when – you know, Steph dances. They're up thirty, and he's dancing. But nobody's walking up to and Steph and slapping him. Maybe I don't know. Next time around, they'll dance if they've got the Warriors on the ropes by thirty. So,
0: yeah, but he didn't slap him.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. He's not going <laughs> to slap. Which him. Is crazy. Is to he going to hard foul him? There was a time in the NBA they would have hard fouled you. Yeah. If they, if you had a beef with the guy, bet there was a time. I know there was a time in the league where you'd have gone at a guy.
0: They can go with a hard foul. Yeah.
1: Now they're all friends though. Now, and it all started, the NBA got ruined when Magic and Isaiah would kiss at center court because we're best friends. And it was all over. Everyone became buddy-buddy. That's why Giannis is the greatest player in the NBA today, because he doesn't like anybody. He says, I'm not going to, why do I want to work out with you? I want to beat you. I love Giannis. Giannis is the best player in the NBA today. Do you know why I love Giannis? Why? Because he rolls up with dad jokes for media. Oh, nice. Okay. Another good reason. Another good reason.
0: He, he starts his presser with a dad joke. Relatable. He
1: is. He is relatable. He's the
0: best. His fascination with, like, Oreos and smoothies and stuff, the best. Big Giannis guy.
1: The uh, the day they win the, win the championship, the next day when he's rolling through. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Ordering what? what did you order? Chicken minis. Yeah.
0: 50 chicken minis. Not 49, <laughs> not 51. <laughs> See, <laughs> that is relatable. gumbo.
1: Right? That is totally relatable. Extremely. As an athlete. To the fan base and everyone, everyone around here. Remember the whole: Are they going to go after Giannis? Lacob's going after Giannis. Giannis doesn't want to leave Milwaukee. Everyone here would say, "Ooh, Milwaukee! Of course he wants to leave Milwaukee. No one's going to stay in Milwaukee." I hear great things about Milwaukee. I've got news for you. I've heard great things. You want to go with me in the summer? You you will think this is heaven. Sure. All right, I'm in. It's not that expensive. If you're flying me there, I'm in. Actually, it's not it's a It's pronounced Milwaukee. It is. Mm. It's, it's Algonquin, Algonquin for the good life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's true. True, everybody. You got to know that line. I whip that out once a year on uh, pregame shows when like the Giants are playing the Milwaukee Brewers. Perfect. I'll, I'll whip that out, Milwaukee. There, that probably hits what seventy percent of the audience? No, no, 50? probably thirty percent.
0: Thirty percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: because that's remember that's.
0: That's pretty old.
1: It is. It's pretty old, and that bit isn't known anymore. That's a good point. You know, your thirty percent is probably good. And but that thirty percent, totally does. They it. love it. Yep, exactly. They're all in. They're all in on that bit.
0: <laughs> the Warriors did not trade Giannis Antetokounmpo. It turns out, but they didn't need to. They're back in the finals. Hey, what? What? One
1: of the one of the storylines here that is. P.S. They would have lost to Milwaukee if Middleton was still healthy. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah no. Milwaukee would be in the finals right yeah.
1: now, and they if, would win. Yeah. yeah,
0: Um I don't know if they would win, but okay. Um, what? Let's go back to November, twenty twenty draft okay. night. Remember they did they did the draft night. Yep. We find out on draft night that Clay Thompson tore his Achilles. Yeah. Brutal. In that moment, what odds would you have given me that Clay Thompson would be playing in the finals before Kevin Durant?
1: I'd have given you a hundred to one. Yeah. If not worse, yeah. Better. If not better odds. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's he's not going to play in the finals because they're not going to be in the finals. That's step one. Yeah. And step two, Kevin Durant was the
0: best player in the world at that point. He's going and playing with Kyrie Irving, and they're 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 going to go make their super team in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is going to be the team that just comes out of the
1: East every year. I made the case at the start of the year. If he got on the court. He was going to be so far away from the player we remember him being on the court when he gave it his all in Toronto in that series Mm -hmm. and blew his knee out that he wasn't going to be the same player. Blowing your knee and Achilles out, you know what he's going to be? He's going to be like the guy at the end of the career that you go to the game because you say, remember when he used to be someone? He was going to be that guy. That was the case I was making for him at the start of this season. Yeah, my
0: optimistic hope was that he could be – it's like, can he be – 50%, 60% 50 60% of the player that he mm-hmm. was by the playoffs can he contribute a little bit. And now we see him in game 6 against Memphis close it out. We see him in game 5 against Dallas close it out. And I think that's where we're that's what we're going to see. It, it, he gets a whole off season to rehab and to take some time off and to get stronger and to get back more to his normal self next year. So so that remains to be seen. But if this is what he is now where he's going to, you know, have some off nights, but then every once in a while he's just going to he's going to have an 8, 9, 10, 3-pointer night, and just be like, yep, it's still there. He knows when that the switch That ceiling goes. is still there. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we're going to see, which, it like, that's ideal. He's entering his mid-30s. He's coming off two devastating injuries, but he can still go get you 30 in a closeout game?
1: Do I have to remind you of the full month of programming we did from 5 a.m. all the way until 10 p.m. of... Clay should be coming off the bench. He is hurting this team. He's got to come off the bench. Oof. This entire station guilty. did that conversation guilty. for a
0: month. That's guilty, right? Is because he had that stretch where there was like two or three games in a row.
1: Didn't Guru do it for about a month? Mm. Joe Shasky did it for about a month.
0: I did. I, I was. I filled in on uh, for for Dibs a couple of those days. Mm-hmm. And my, the argument for me was Clay has shot them out of a couple of games, and you can't Everyone. have that. In the postseason. Callers.
1: Callers were crushing the guy.
0: But what Clay has done is, and this is what I this is what I should have foreseen that I didn't. Is now in the postseason, when his shot, when he's not hitting,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he's getting to spaces where he is comfortable taking that shot. Maybe his three's not going down. Okay, he's gonna dribble, he's gonna drive, he's gonna cut, he's gonna get a couple of layups, he's gonna get a couple of mid range jumpers, and those are cash for him. And he's going to find ways to score. And he just wasn't doing that in the regular season. And now he is. There was that switch that you just talked about. He flipped it. He changed his game. And then every once in a while, he's going to have a night like the other night where he has four made threes in the first 19 minutes of the game.
1: Yep. yep. And
0: that, that is, that's optimal for Golden State.
1: Yep. It is. To have players smart enough to be able to adjust their game to be better for the longer haul is such a unique thing. And the Warriors have a number of those guys. Mm -hmm, I think Draymond Green has adjusted his game with age. And you know the old saying, you don't work harder, you work smarter. Mm -hmm. Well, he's doing a little bit of both. And I think Clay has done the same. But it takes time to figure out what your body can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Your mind thinks you can do something. Your body tells you another thing. And when he was able to discover what's working, and on some of those nights his body's going to say, hey, you can do those things again. But you can't do them 82 times a year. It's identifying what you can do on a certain night and then going and doing it. That's better for the Golden State Warriors.
0: And I think that's, to that point, Andrew Wiggins has kind of done the same thing. Totally. Where on a given, it's not what his body can and can't do. It's like, hey, here's how much better you are or how much more athletic you are than the guy guarding you. Or with Luka, I thought what he did brilliantly in Game 5, outside of staying in front of him, was there were times where he would just go ball denial because Luka wasn't the the athlete that Wiggins is to get away from him. And they would go ball denial, ball denial, ball denial, finally get it to Luka with nine seconds on the shot clock, and now he's got less than ten seconds to try and create a shot.
1: So part of the issue on Wiggins is this, and I mean this um, in a good way, he's in a situation where he can afford to figure out what he can do to help. In Minnesota, he was supposed to be the reason they won. Right. He's not supposed to be the reason they win here. right? And I maintain part of the reason he's an All-Star this year is because he stood out because he didn't have to be the 25.12 mm-hmm. rebound guy. Mm-hmm. If he had that same year with Minnesota wearing a, a Wolves jersey, he's not an All-Star. No chance. Right? But he is wearing a Warriors uniform right. because of the grouping that he's playing with and he's finding out how to impact games without having the ball on his head. And you couldn't afford to do that in Minnesota. You had to impact the game yep. in the glitzy way. And he's not built for that, and they didn't build a, an infrastructure around him to be that.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what this entire that's that's why that's why I have a hard time just saying like, yeah, this this Warriors team would be the the worst champion in however many years, like pick 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 yeah. pick a number. Is because 20 they do have, they do have, just a glut of players that impact games. Mm-hmm. It's not they're gonna ride this guy's coattails. This isn't James Harden better score forty five tonight or the Rockets are done. It's like, hey, Steph Curry only has fifteen, yeah, but he also dished out nine assists because you had Andrew Wiggins cut to the basket, you had Kevon Looney roll into the basket. Draymond Green was very good offensively the other night, gave him seventeen. Um, on the defensive end, it's it's Andrew Wiggins, and, and Moses Moody is going to come in, and he's going to give him good minutes. Like, it is just, it's eight, nine guys that when they're on the court, Nemanja Bielica! I can't believe I didn't bring him up. They play him after not playing him at all, and he comes in, he just makes the right pass offensively, and plays really good defense with his length on well, the Well,
1: that's end. the part that's a little iffy to me, defensively. I think you can score. You could probably score six to eight points a game on Bielitsa.
0: No, right, and that's why you can't play him forty minutes a game. Right, but he had a couple of possessions where he's isolated on Luka Doncic and forced a miss. He just again, you're not going to be able to do that. Right, he's not going to be able to do that for eighty no. possessions. He's got
1: a little length. Yeah, right. Got a little. What was he six nine?
0: Yeah, six, nine, six, ten. Six ten. Smart player. Can shoot the three.
1: When they signed him, I thought it was a perfect signing for what they do: spread the floor, shoot the ball. Mm -hmm. He's smart, can pass. Mm -hmm. But everyone knew he can't stop. You know, he can't stop anybody in this building. Steinmetz goes for twelve against the guy.
0: Well, that—that's Stein is a hell
1: of a player. He can play. (laughs) He can play. But you didn't Mm -hmm. know if he was going to be able to fit. Right. And I mean, you knew he could do those things. You didn't know if he was going to be able to stay on the floor because of his defense. Right. And they're a team built on defense put him in the right circumstance, he does things for you. Um, But for the most part, Bielitsa was a bit of a disappointment. But in Game 5 specifically. Sure. If we're talking recency bias, absolutely. He was really
0: good in Game Mm 5. That's what I was – but you're right. There's reasons that he wasn't playing down the stretch, and he hasn't been playing a lot in the playoffs, because Mm -hmm. over a 20-minute stretch, teams are going to eventually target him, and they're eventually going to start getting easy buckets.
1: All right. Celtics and heat tonight. Game 7. I
0: think the Celtics win. All right. I think they're just... they they have Because they have too many guys that can score the basketball. Okay. And Miami needs Jimmy Butler to go for 47 or 48 again. And with his knee, I just don't know if he can.
1: So Miami plays at home. And Boston comes in knowing they had an opportunity the other day and couldn't close the door. I think Miami has that momentum knowing that they're a team that can muck the game up so much and frustrate you so much, and Spolstra right now is the smarter of the guy uh, when it comes to coaches in this series, that I give the edge to Miami, and I think tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. when I get on the air, I'm here 6 to 10 tomorrow morning, we'll be talking about a Golden State Warrior, Miami Heat NBA Finals. You're in 6
0: to 10 tomorrow? Yes. I'm in 10 to 2 tomorrow. We've got the Memorial Day blowout. All right, every single hour on Monday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., we are giving away prizes, so make sure to lock in. We you'll are? Hear Co's. You'll hear Coase. Yeah, Yeah. Awesome. no, we sure are. So stay dialed in to 95.7 The Game. Cannot wait to preview the finals. See ya.
2: Shop our Memorial Day savings at Lowe's, where you'll find our Charbroil.